I'd ask you to open your Bibles with me to the second chapter of the book of Acts. We're going to be in verse number 42 this morning as we begin a brand new sermon series, actually a brand new way of doing church for Paris Valley Community Church. This is the first time that we've done an online broadcast, and this is the first time that I'm speaking to an empty room, just speaking to the camera. So I'm going to ask you in advance for your, for your pardon as we, uh, as we kind of put things together and as I get used to this. As it's a first for us, we're going to take today and we're going to look at the first. We're going to look at the first church and how they managed to come together and form out of nothing. The very first followers of Jesus would have been maybe similar to us, people who didn't know each other before they came to Christ. There were, there were people who, would, who followed the, the apostles after Pentecost, and although you and I are separated in our homes, they would have been separated in their homes before that moment that they came to Christ, and they started to follow Christ. But what we see is that they came together in deep fellowship. I know right now you and I can't be together in person. That is, though, exactly how we would have seen the first followers of Christ, the first church come together. Today we're going to look at how can we be like the first church and come together virtually. We're going to see what they did, and we're going to see how it affected the lives of Christians, the lives of believers, as they grew in their faith. I want you to open your Bible with me to Acts chapter 2. We're going to be in verse number 42 as we work through a message that I've titled, Doing Life Together. We're in Acts chapter 2, verse number 42, and Luke writes this, he says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. We're going to stop right there for just a second because I want to look at something that's important in this scripture. It says, They devoted themselves. Devoted themselves. The word devoted has so much meaning to it. And especially in our day and age, we devote ourselves to many, many things in our world. And I know a lot of the things that you've devoted yourselves to previously over the last few weeks have been, have been minimized. Maybe you had previously devoted yourself to sports. All of our sports are shut down right now. Maybe you had devoted yourself to a specific hobby that you went and you did with, with friends or relatives, and that's all shut down right now. I want you to see what the very first Christians did. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Now, there's some things within this scripture that we can't do personally right now. I know that we can't come together to break bread together. I know that. But we can do it from where we're at. And I know that our fellowship seems to be a lot more difficult right now than it was even last Sunday or two Sundays ago when we were able to come together in person. Let me promise you this, we will again someday. But I hope that you can find great fellowship right here. I want to tell you, you know what the way that you can shake hands with somebody right now? Just click below and maybe click on the heart. 
down in your Facebook feed. Or, or click on one of the emojis and you're going to see this little icon that's going to bloop, it's going to come up in the screen. Say hello to somebody and let's fellowship together right here. I'm going to continue on. We're in Acts chapter 2, verse number 45. It says, and they, I want you, I want you to watch something right here. I want you to watch the pronouns that Luke gives us, okay? Watch this. And they sold their possessions and property and distributed the proceeds to all as any had need. Every day they devoted themselves to meeting together in the temple and broke bread from house to house. They ate their food <coughs> with joyful and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all people. Every day the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. Do you see that? You see how much they, you see how much connectiveness there was in this group? They sold their possessions and they distributed the goods to everyone in the community. So here we have these Christians who originally, the first church would have been formed in almost what we would call maybe a tent city outside of Jerusalem. They weren't in their individual homes. They weren't like you and I are today watching Let's face it, their Wi-Fi service was not very good. Their signal strength was pretty terrible in first century Jerusalem. It really wasn't great. So if, if, if your uh, video feed right now is kind of hazy, it's much better than theirs was. But they would have met, they, they would have all moved to this tent city outside of Jerusalem. They would have sold everything they had and taken care of the community. They would have brought it all together to make sure that everyone was taken care of. They, they came together to eat. They broke bread together from house to house. They shared their food. They were joyful. They had sincere hearts. And they praised God in enjoying their company together. I know that you and I can't come together for a meal in a home of more than... We can't have a group of more than 10 people right now. But we can break bread together. We can come together. You say, well, pastor, how do we do that? How do we come together as a church and as a community when, we're, when, when we, are, we are told we have to be separate, we have to keep six feet between us. How, how do we do it? How do we come together? I want you to watch this. Point number one in your notes this morning. For those of you joining us for the first time, you will find on the left-hand side of your bulletin, and I know you don't have a bulletin right now, by next Sunday, there's going to be a downloadable bulletin with notes that you can fill in the blanks on our website on parisvalleycc.com. We'll have that up. You can print it out and you can write point number one in your notes this morning. The entire Christian life is intended to be done in fellowship. There is no intention in our Christian life of doing life individually. And I know that you and I right now, we are separated but we don't have to be separated. Here's the thing, we have to come together. We have to be able to come together on our phones. We have to be able to come together online. We have amazing technology in this day and age that allows us to be part of each other's lives. We have to be able to use it. I want you to see what it continues, what Luke continues in Acts chapter 4, in verse number 32, it says, Now the entire group of those who believed were of one heart and mind, and no one claimed that any of his possessions was his own, but instead they held everything in common. Verse number 34, For there was not a needy person among them, because all of those who owned lands or houses sold them, 
brought the proceeds of what was sold, and laid them at the apostles' feet. This then was distributed as each person had any need. It seems pretty common right now that as a church and as a body of believers that we need to take care of others in our community. We need to take care of others in our church. For those of you who have joined us on Sunday mornings for Paris Valley Community Church for our in-person Sunday mornings that we have had for, for almost 100 Sundays now, you know people in our church that you've seen them every Sunday. Here's my question. When was the last time that you spoke to them? When was the last time that you called them and said hi and said hello? We need that as a church. We need to come together as a community. There's some things that we need to distribute to one another, right? I'll tell you here on our Facebook uh, channel, on our Facebook page, I would pray that you would post any needs that you have so the church can come together and we can help to fulfill those needs. See, the church of today must be like the very first church and come together in community and come together to take care of each other. Many of us have read this verse from Matthew chapter 18, verse number 19 and 20. It says, where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. See, we don't need a huge building to have church in. We don't need an amazing sanctuary with beautiful seating. The first church did not have a, a, a gymnasium for the teens to come and, and play basketball in. They didn't have an amazing backfield. They didn't have parking for a thousand donkeys. They, they just had a tent city. They were just people who came together to do life together. You and I must come and do life together. I want you to see what the wisest man in all the Bible writes. King Solomon writes in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse number 9. He writes this, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their efforts. If, uh, for if one either falls, his companion can lift him up. But pity the one who falls without another to lift him up. Also, if two lie down together, they can keep warm. But how can one person keep warm? And if anyone overpowers one person, two can resist him. A cord of three strands is not easily broken. We need to come together. We need to be able to look out for each other as a church. We need to be able to call on each other. We need to call those in our community, in our church community. And even you today might be somebody who has never joined us in person. You might be joining our church online for the very first time, I want you to get connected. Get connected here on Facebook. Join, click friend, because we want to be able to join our, as a Christian body of believers together and support one another. I know a lot of Christians today are saying, how can we support our community? How can we reach into our community? I'll say, before we can do that, we need to be a community. We need to be a community of, of followers of Christ and solidify this group so we can go out together, so we can reach out into our community together. Point number two in your notes is this. We need others and the church just as others and the church need us. 
See, it's more than just coming together here online to watch our church service. It's that when you come into communication with others within our church body, you can actually help others. See, here's the thing. There is somebody in our church. There's somebody here watching this this morning that you can help. There's somebody that you can bless. But if we don't come together, if, if we don't communicate with each other, if we don't come in, in koinonia, in, in fellowship as the first church did, we're doing two things. One, we're leaving ourselves exposed. And we're not giving ourselves the opportunity to help somebody else. We could actually be, be holding on to blessings that we are designed to give to other people because we're not coming together. I just, I urge you to connect with the church online, on Facebook. We're going to have videos almost every day. We're going to have, we're going to have uh, in email, we're actually sending out content for your kids. I know that, that you are reaching out right now to your school's teachers and you're looking for online education materials to keep your kids' minds um, growing. We're actually going to be sending you by email Sunday school material that you can do with your kids. We're going to provide tools and resources, but we need you to connect. And we're begging you, come and be part of the community because you have resources, you have tools, and you have blessings to give to others. We're not to hoard our blessings. We are to make those available for others. I want you to see what Paul writes to the church in Corinth in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse number 9. He says, God is faithful. You were called by him into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. You were called into fellowship. I know on any given Sunday, on most other Sundays, I would stand up in front of a congregation. I would say that, that we need to come together in person. That sometimes when we stay at home and, and we watch videos of church on our own, away from the congregation, we can get lost. And, and, and when we're away from people, we can fall to the back of the pack. But I know today that we can't come together in person. I know today that we are mandated that we have to be alone. But we don't have to be alone. We don't have to exclude fellowship from our congregation. We must come together in fellowship. We just have to do it different. I want you to be active. Be active on our webpage at parisvalleycc.com. Be active on our Facebook page. Reach out. See, who can I bless today? If I have possessions that I don't need right now, who needs them? Who can we bless? That's what being a Christian, that, that's what fellowship is all about. And if we're following the example of Jesus, that means we're caring for others first. In the book of Malachi, the Old Testament book of Malachi, in chapter 3, verse 16, it says this, At that time, those who feared the Lord spoke to one another. The Lord took notice and listened. So a book of remembrance was written before him for those who feared the Lord and had high regard for his name. You see that? Those who feared the Lord spoke to one another. 
Every single one of us is a minister in this time. Our church, virtual church, online church right now, we're going to provide so many tools. But let me tell you, I can't call everyone. I can't minister to everyone personally. I want to, and I'm going to do as much as I can. But all of us who fear the Lord speak to one another. We speak to others, and we can continue to evangelize by people who we see at the store. You can still be six feet away from somebody. Can we tell somebody about Jesus from six feet away? Absolutely, we can. Can we tell somebody about Jesus online? Absolutely, we can. It is our job to speak to others about Jesus. I want you to see this. The third point in your notes this morning is this. Devotion to fellowship demands a deep love for others within the church. There are so many of us at the church. I'll be honest with you. Paris Valley Community Church, we're a growing church. We're, we are almost at our 100th Sunday. And right now we're at about 50, 60 people who would come on a typical Sunday. And I know that there's a lot of you who are joining us who have never been a member of our church have never come on a Sunday. But we have to have a deep love for those within the church. Now, let me, let me explain something. The church is bigger than us. It's bigger than simply Paris Valley Community Church. I want you to know there are many churches in Paris that are worshiping the exact same way that we are today. They're worshiping online. We need to have a deep love for others in the church. Not simply others in a church. It's others in the church. The church isn't a building, right? We're not in a building today. It's not a building. It's not a cathedral. It is a group. It is a group of believers. You are the church. And we have to have a deep love for others within the church. That's what fellowship demands. We can't fellowship alone. That's just a ship or a fellow. But it's not fellowship. We have to connect with others. It's so important that you reach out to others within the body of believers, within the church, and let them know, hey, I'm praying for you. Or ask them, what can I be praying for you about? Maybe you reach out and, and you tell them, you know what, um, what, do you, what do you need? I have some, um, I've got some rice. I have some, um, maybe, maybe I have some diapers. I found some today at the store. What do you need? It requires a deep love of others in the church for fellowship. That, that is a key part of fellowship, is a deep love. How are we showing our deep love for others in this time? I want you to see what the Apostle, Paul, uh, Apostle John rather writes in 1 John chapter 1, verse number 6. He writes this, If we say we have fellowship with Him and yet walk in darkness, we are lying and are not practicing the truth. If we walk in the light, as he himself is the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus his Son cleanses us from all sin. See, if we're going to claim our faith, and if we're going to have fellowship with Jesus, we need to have fellowship with others. 
Let me talk about that for a moment. Would it be fair to say that we talk to and we spend time with, concerned about, and reaching out to those who we love? I hope that you have a deep love for Jesus and that you're praying every day and you are talking to him every day. And I hope that maybe there's family members that you have a deep love for. Sons, daughters, mothers, fathers, wives, husbands. Who do you talk to every day because you love them? I do hope that your prayers are daily and often because you love God. It's that same type of devotion to fellowship that we need to have with others in the church. We have fellowship with Him, with Jesus, and yet if we walk in darkness, we are lying because we're not practicing the truth. That comes to our lifestyle. If we're having fellowship with Jesus, if we're praying to Jesus, if we're, if we're spending time in communication with Him because we love Him, then we must be walking in His truth or else we are lying to ourselves that we are lying to Him and we are lying to others. See, if we're coming together in fellowship with our Lord and we're saying we want to follow you, then we must come together in fellowship with other people and especially with others who are in the church, reaching out, saying, how can I help? What can I do? How can I bless you? The other side of that is this, is that there's something that you need as well. Somebody within the church has the blessing for you. The Lord's given it to them. And I don't know what your need is. It might be for your family. It might be an emotional need. I'll tell you right now, I know that there's a lot of people who are struggling with this distance. We need to be close to people. We need people around. Maybe we can't be around right now, but maybe we could be on a screen. Well, maybe you download Zoom, or, or maybe it's, it's a Facebook Live, or Facebook Messenger, or, or, or it's a, um, on one of the apps where, where you can speak to somebody face-to-face. We need that connection. And I pray that you will reach out and connect. Somebody you know needs to hear from you. The fourth point in your notes this morning is this, and this is so important. Devotion to Christian fellowship keeps us on the right path. It keeps us on the right path. Having a devotion to fellowship, not only does it keep you on the right path, but it keeps others on the right path. We're accountable to each other. My Christian brothers call They will call, and and I promise you, I'm going to get phone calls this afternoon, and I thank you for doing it, and say, Pastor Chris, how are you? How's your prayer life? How's your walk? See, we need to be doing that for each other. What is it in your life that I could be praying for you about? How are you getting through this struggle? What is it that, that you need counsel on? We need to keep each other accountable. See, for those of us who fall into areas of temptation, the greatest temptation is fallen into when we're alone, when we're in the dark. 
when we're away from people who can see us, when we're in our quiet space, when we're not accountable to anyone. Fellowship hones us in on accountability to each other. If you know that that one of your Christian brothers or sisters are going to call you and ask you how you're doing, you're accountable to them. Who are you accountable to and who are you calling to check in on? Who's accountable to you? Who are you accountable to? We need to be accountable to someone. It's so important right now that we're in touch with each other. Watch this. Uh, Paul also speaks this. He continues in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse number 15. He says, Don't you know that your bodies are part of Christ's body? So should I take part of Christ's body and make it into a prostitute? Absolutely not. Don't you know that anyone joined to a prostitute is at one with her? Scripture says the two will become one flesh, but anyone joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. We can't let our brothers and sisters become one flesh with temptation. We must be accountable to each other. We don't want to to join to sin. We don't want our vices to be what we speak with most. We need those in our faith walk to be those who we speak with most. We need those who are in fellowship with us to be the ones who we're talking to the most. I know that this week is going to be, it's going to be different. Last week was different. There are so many things that have changed, and I bet we can say there's so many things that are going to change. Life as it is today is going to be different at this time next week. Who knows, right now we can have groups of 10 come together. We can't say that by next week it might not be five or or three. We don't know what's going to happen because we didn't expect to get here. But let me tell you something. The first church did not expect to be the first church even six weeks before they formed. We didn't expect to be meeting online six weeks ago. But I'm glad that you're here. I don't know who's going to join us online in six weeks from right now, but somebody needs to know about Jesus. This is our new normal. Just as the very first church left their homes in Jerusalem, left their homes in other areas in the first century, and they came together in this tent city of believers outside of Jerusalem. And they met and they fellowshiped together and they broke bread together. Can we have a meal together on video, online? Sure we can. Can we reach out to our brothers and sisters in Christ online and on the phone and be part of their lives and fellowship? Sure we can. Absolutely we can. I'm going to invite you, and I'm going to challenge you this week to be active in the body of Christ for the body of Christ. See, even though the church isn't meeting in person, every single one of our ministries continues. 
We still have a youth group. It just changes. Nobody's responsibility has gone away. Our, our youth director is still directing youth and still reaching out and connecting. Our kids ministry team is still reaching out and connecting with kids. Our transportation ministry is still taking people to the store. We're just doing things different. Our welcome and hospitality ministry is, is reaching into our community. Our prayer ministry is creating lists of people who we can call. All the ministries of the church continue. They just look different. Our faith continues, and it just looks different. But I want you to know this. It's no less than it was. And I also want you to know something else. If you saw one of our other videos earlier this week, you heard me talking on the book of Isaiah, chapter 40, verse number 8. It says, the grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. Ladies and gentlemen, this will pass there's going to be some long-lasting changes in our lives and in our world because of what we're going through right now. But this will pass. Everything in our world, if everything in our world stops and shuts down, the Word of God continues. It lasts forever. It was here before we were. It will be here after we are gone. It's our job, however, to teach the next generation. We have to teach others about Jesus. The work of the church does not stop. We have to continue. I'm going to continue praying for you, and I ask you to continue praying for me. And I ask you to continue praying for those in the church, not a church, the church. Praying for believers that we can come together and help those who believe and then reach out to help those in our community. We need to be able to show Christ. And we've got a great opportunity right now to do so. I don't want you to become overcome with sadness right now. I want you to be overjoyed that we are thrust into a new time and a new area and in a new opportunity to reach people with the gospel. We all have our part to do. We all have our job to do. And we can't stop. If you're a ministry leader, you still have a ministry to lead. If you're a prayer warrior, you still have people to pray for. If you're a worship leader, you still have worship to lead. We have so, many, so much work that we need to do in the ministry and for the Lord. It does not stop. Here's my challenge this morning. I want you to think about the people that you saw at church last week. Maybe the week before and the week before that. And I challenge you to start getting some phone numbers and calling them. If you're a member or an attender of, of Paris Valley Community Church, you can email me. My email is going to be on the bottom of the screen, pastor at parisvalleycc.com. I can get you a list of phone numbers and email addresses. We need to come closer. We need to be calling each other. If you are uh, not a participant, if this is the first time that you've ever attended Paris Valley Community Church, I would ask you to email me or to put some contact information down in the, uh, in the comments. 
Email me, pastor at parisvalleycc.com, or you can email info, I-N-F-O, at parisvalleycc.com. Let somebody know, and let us contact you. Church, we're not alone, and we can't be alone. We have to reach others. Our fellowship continues. We don't know what the church is going to look like in six weeks from now, but I promise you this, we're going to grow stronger and we're going to grow together.